Welcome to the Illuminated Feminine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Tarantola, former pharmacist, author, hypnotherapist, and transformation coach. This podcast is your sanctuary for spiritual healing, energy work, and transformation, where we dive into raw and real spiritual conversations to uplift, inspire, and ignite you into your highest truth, aka your illuminated feminine essence. Tune in as I flow into soulful energetic exchange with my illuminated guests, friends, colleagues, family, and experts in their field. And no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, you'll discover new insights and inspiration to illuminate your life to the fullest. So let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Are we ready to get started, Christina? Yes, we are. Okay, welcome everyone to part two in this three-part series. We'll be here next Monday for part three, same time, same place. Today is part two. We're going to talk about quantum transformation and confident embodiment, all with the internal mindset hacks that we need for a confident career moving forward. And I'm so excited to have Christina Tarantola back with us again. She'll be here again for part three next week. And today what we're going to do is dive deeper into what are some of these tools that we can use with mindset. And we got a lot of great feedback after part one. We got some questions on what kind of tools we will be uh, delivering today. Christina is the queen of these tools and I'm just going to be here supporting her and we're going to go back and forth and I'm going to talk about what I see from, from my perspective. She's going to talk about what she sees from her perspective and hopefully bring some value to you guys. So first we want to just say who's here. If you're here, please let us know in the comments. Uh, let us know if you're a student. Let us know if you're a new grad, a resident, a faculty member. Um, maybe you're not a pharmacist and you're here to learn a mindset hack. So kudos. That's awesome. Uh, we're happy to have you here. And these tools can be used for anyone, regardless of your profession. Uh, so please let us know. We'll be monitoring the comments. And Christina, introduce yourself for those who don't know you. And maybe give us your take on what's going to happen tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, you said my last name beautifully. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> I know last names can be tricky. Um, but yeah, that was a beautiful introduction. And yes, tonight is going to be about mindset. I'm going to teach you some really powerful tools that you'll be able to implement into your everyday life. And just a quick intro of who I am. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Christina Tarantola. I am an alum of St. John's University. Yes, I see some people commenting. That's awesome. And I grew up in a pharmacist family and transitioned out of pharmacy and now I'm a full-time coach. So after going through kind of my own challenges with health, I became a health coach. And then that transit transitioned into what I do now, which is really transformation work that helps people to release these blocks that are holding them back from really, I, I like to think of it as really owning your brilliance out in the world. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're like Dr. Brooks said, you know, if you're a pharmacist, if you are a lawyer, if you're on here and you're uh, in finance, whatever it is, you're going to be able to really walk away today. Um, and also with some extra bonuses that are a little surprise that I'm peppering in but you're really going to be able to walk uh, to come out of this training with a really good sense of some tools that you can use in your everyday life to decrease stress, to feel more confident and to really master your mindset. So I'm, I'm really excited to start uh, this training with you today. Awesome. Well, one of the first questions I had for you and some of the things that you and I have talked about offline, I thought maybe we could start with. Yes. Yeah. I'm working with 
obviously students in the academic setting and students kind of offline with their personal and professional development, we talk a lot about practice transformation. And we're seeing this happen in community all across the country. We're seeing new networks pop up. We're seeing new ways to deliver healthcare. We hope this is the wave of the future that community pharmacists will have a new role and um, a new place in healthcare. So we talk a lot about practice transformation, but I feel like when I work with pharmacy students and new grads, a lot of the work seems to come back to personal transformation. Yeah. That it's these mindset shifts or gaps or blocks that you speak of. And I guess I'm just curious, how do you see the two intersect with business and personal transformation? And how do we connect that to what does that mean for our career? Yeah, that's a great question. And what came to mind as you were saying that was like thinking about my residency, because I think, you know, I shared the last time, you know, I did a community pharmacy residency back in 2012. And I remember just being so scared to talk in front of a group of patients. And I didn't realize like I was outwardly very confident, but I had a lot of insecurities around my role as a new pharmacist. And so I think for me, that transformation work started in that residency where my director was really helping me identify what were some of those gaps for me. And so I think that no matter where you are in your career, you know, and I'm always continuously evolving and growing, but we have experiences and thought patterns and beliefs that shape how we show up in the world. So you know, we talked a little bit about this the last time, like, are you coming into a room with an open body, uh, body language, or are you more closed off? I see a lot of people like covering their solar plexus chakra, which is like a, a protective mechanism. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, because that's really a subconscious um, protective mechanism that prevents you from advancing in your career or shining out in the world in your business. And, and it shows up in a lot of different ways. So I feel like the way that the way that you feel about yourself, and that's why we're going into this in this series with the embodiment, with the mindset, with how you view yourself, your self-image, all of that really weaves together to to how you show up in the world. And I think that when we can really tune into our heart and master um, and, and tune into our soul gifts and also master our mindset of like, Hey, you know what? Like I am a really great pharmacist or whatever it is. And you start to have those more positive thoughts. Then you show up differently and you can advance and really move the needle in, in such a different way in your life, not only in business, but maybe the way that you show up to your kids or your family, it, the, it all comes back to you, right? So how are you talking to yourself every day? What are the things you're telling yourself? What are some of the old beliefs that we can release so that you can really move forward in a powerful way? So that's really what we're talking about. So I heard you say two things. Yeah. One, pay, pay attention to these insecurities that we're having, even if we're having them as a student and we feel like maybe I'm experiencing this because I don't have enough experience yet, or maybe I just need to do this a few more times and then I'll be able to master it. Or this comparison game I see a lot with other students that are really good at let's say speaking to patients or speaking in front of a crowd, but maybe I'm not that person. So paying attention to these insecurities and figuring out what's the story we're saying in our heads. Is that what right. you mean? Exactly, exactly. Because once you can, oftentimes we're not even aware, we just wake up and we're, it's habitual, right? We do the same things every day. Like I know I do, I go get my coffee in the morning. I let the dog out. Like, you know, we the same way that we get stuck in ruts in habits, our mind frame, because 
it's just your mind is like a computer. You tell it something and you ask questions and it finds the answer. So when you learn to, and that this is the first tool actually, which I didn't even put in, in the document here is asking empowering questions. So, all right, well, what if I were to succeed? What would that look like? Instead of saying like, why do I always do this and beating yourself up? What are some ways that you can begin to speak to yourself in an uplifting way that's really going to help you instead of putting yourself down, I find so many women, myself included, um, we put ourselves down, we put so much pressure on ourselves, especially pharmacists, because we are so used to like having, you know, 18 credit semesters and having to be perfect and all of that. There's so much pressure that comes along with it. So beginning to ask yourself, number one, becoming aware of the thoughts that you're thinking and not judging them, right? They're not wrong, they're not bad. And two, asking those empowering questions that are going to help you instead of going into that shame spiral of like, oh, I always do this. You're moving yourself out of that. And you're asking like, what did I do right today? Like that perspective shift is something that small that can really shift your focus because where your focus goes, your energy flows. I didn't make that up, but <laughs> um, it, it's a really good quote. And I, I think that it really speaks to that point. So just shifting your perspective is so powerful. I love that. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. Yeah. I love that. Okay. And the other thing I heard you say was chakra. So are you going to tell us what a chakra is? Did I say that? Oh, I didn't, said, I didn't think I thought. <laughs> I didn't think I said it. I think you said solar plexus chakra. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. And I did. I just want to like bring people back and like circle in on what is a chakra and why do we need to know about it? And I know you probably have like you could talk about that for like, two oh hours. yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short. Yeah. So pretty much a chakra, you have seven different energy centers in your body, starting from the top of your head to the base of your spine. And all of them take in the energy from the outside. So we are always absorbing things energetically. We are, as I said last week, an electromagnetic, uh, we're always broadcasting out to the world. And so that's how we take energy and it goes, it gets filtered through our chakras. And that's actually how disease develops. I know part of it, uh, obviously, as pharmacists, we know is from trauma or genetics or different things, but it's also our lifestyle and the thoughts that we think. Um, quantum physics shows this, that, you know, when you're, think of it like a Petri dish, when you're putting something in, you're, say you're putting negative thoughts into this Petri dish, you're creating a breeding ground for disease. And that's what uh, Joe Dispenza and quantum physics has shown. I've studied it extensively. Um, but so what happens is if you have these negative thoughts or um, these blocks in, I mean, in these, in the field that's coming through, there's seven different layers of your energy field. If it's filtering through and getting stuck in your, say your solar plexus area, that's responsible for like your, you know, all the, the stomach issues. So IBS or a lot of anxiety disorders actually manifest in the stomach because um, it's, that's just where we, we hold all of our emotional energy. So the, the chakras are really kind of like a filtering system for the energy that we take in, the energy that we're kind of um, always surrounding ourselves with. So that's why I, with all of my clients, I teach them about that and how to, how to go and, and do you know, cleansing the chakra system because um, each chakra corresponds to different organs in the body. So like I said, the solar plexus is all about the, like the stomach, um, control, power, things like that. 
Um, whereas like the root chakra, which is the, the first one at the base of your spine is all about security, safety. And we're actually going to go through a grounding meditation to help you to clear out anything. Um, I know that right now it's a lot of people are worried about like security and finances and all of that. So this grounding meditation is going to really help you anchor into your body and to clear out that space and your, your first chakra that really governs things like, uh, your, your lower intestines, um, and you know, things like that. So like if, if someone is constipated, you know, just to be try give an example, like sometimes that's a chakra that would be blocked. So the physical disease matches a chakra typically. So that's kind of the easiest way to explain it. So, um, that's the way that I see it, that energy, it, everything begins in the energetic realm and then gets filtered into the physical. And after so many times of weaving that same thought process and through these habitual ways that we're showing up, or maybe we're, we're receiving this toxic energy. Like I know for myself, I, you know, I was abused as a child. It gets stuck, right? It gets stuck somewhere in your body. And so that's why I really got, um, I got so focused on this because I, like I went through pharmacy school and it couldn't explain what was happening. But once I went into this work and I was able to release a lot of that uh, trauma, then I was able to really move forward and, and create this business. So that's, that's really why I do what I do is because like, I've been there, I know what it's like, and I, I really want to help people to move forward. And, you know, the energetic system is, is really the way that we, um, the way we filter everything. So we need to address it. That's the way I see it. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> no, no, I, I love that. And I love how you described it as a filtering system, because that was yeah. easy for me to visualize and to capture, um, your description yeah. of it. So I love that description. And I just, want to thank you for being so brave you've shared so much about your personal story oh I have a whole book about it it's it's all good <laughs> but, but I mean I think you're like the ultimate example of someone who's gone through this personal transformation and oh, that's why yeah. we're here today because you want to teach others what you have learned absolutely and um and here's the thing is like this journey is not about perfection or like like we said last week comparing your chapter 10 to someone's chapter one like transformation is a continuous journey where you're learning about yourself. You're evolving. There's no right or wrong. And it's it, sometimes it's a little bit of a bumpy ride, but it's worth it because you, you become more connected to your soul and to your purpose. And that's, that is the result. That is one of the many results that you'll get through going through the transformation journey. Okay. So I think moving on to the next part of today's session, I thought we could move into what are some of the things that we're seeing from yeah. people that we work with, and then we can move into some of the tools. So yeah. just from, from my perspective, and I want you to, for the people that are watching, put it in the comments if one of these resonates with you. If you hear either one of us say something that you're experiencing or you're experienced in the past, throw it in the comments just so we can get an idea uh, of which one of these sticks with you. So I wrote some of these things down, so I'm gonna to refer to my notes, but yeah. what I see with pharmacy students and new grads is a lot of self-doubt, a lot of comparing ourselves to others, even if they're in a completely different place professionally, really afraid of rejection. And maybe the root of that is afraid of failure, or maybe it's vice versa. Um, afraid to rock the boat, afraid to be bold with their questions, oh, afraid to question things. And yeah. maybe that ties into a little bit of job security, but uh, it's this fear of rocking the boat um, is uh, really powerful. And the lack of courage to just try new things. And again, that's probably tied to lack of failure. I mean, fear of failure, fear of rejection. Um, 
So those are some of the things I've seen, and I'll probably piggyback on maybe on some of the things you're seeing too, but I'd love to see in the comments if any of that resonated with our audience today. Um, what kinds of things do you see, Christina, with the clients that you work with? Absolutely. I want to just first acknowledge everybody that, because uh, we haven't checked in with the chat. So Hussein, Rachel, and Andorada, I hope I'm saying your name right. I'm sorry. And Betty, hello and welcome. Thank you so much for your comments. Guys, we love comments. So please make sure that you are asking questions. You're engaging with us. We want to help here. So um, yeah, I, I love what you said. I definitely see a lot. And the summary that I get from what you just said was it's all rooted in fear, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job or I'm afraid to speak up. And it's, it didn't just start when, you know, at, at pharmacy school, these are long patterns that have been woven from a really young age. We get programmed with our basic subconscious blueprint from birth to age seven. So we're completely subconscious. So we literally absorb everything that we're told. And when we're young, if something happens and we experience a trauma, that little child makes meaning out of it. Like, oh, I'm bad or I'm, I, I'm a bad person or like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think, or I'm guilty or whatever it is. Like a little kid makes meaning out of that. So we grow up with that. Um, maybe, you, you know, people can identify like feeling guilty, always feeling like you need to explain yourself. Or um, I know for me, like people pleasing was a big thing. And I, I know you had posted about this too, about like not having boundaries. So feeling like we have to just I know I felt this way too in my residency year. Cause I'm like, I'm the resident. I have to just do it all. I can't set boundaries. So if you can res resonate with that comment in the, in uh, comment in the post on the video. So definitely um, a lot of perfectionism, a lot of control patterns that it, so when we're in control, we're in fear essentially. So we're trying to protect ourselves and that it's a defense mechanism. So that all of these things that I'm listing out come from fear, um, analysis, paralysis, the fear of being seen is one of the biggest blocks that I see in my business, um, with coaching pharmacists. And a lot of my clients come to me and they're like, you know, maybe on the surface level, they say, you know, I'm not getting clients or I'm not really reaching the people that I need to reach or whatever that is. And then when we dig a little bit deeper, the fear of being seen is one of the biggest blocks because I think that um, it shows up a lot for for those of us who I know like for me I was not okay being myself when I was younger like my, the three-year-old Christina was not okay being sensitive and loving and like I got shamed a lot so I carried that into my adulthood and you know so I covered myself up like I had eating disorders I had um, I would play small in my business and like you know, not really play full out. And I think that that's a lot of what shows up for people too. Um, and they might not see it or name it as that. They might just see the result. Like I'm really having a tough time with my business or like maybe with you, um, I'm having a tough time speaking up in, in a, a, a social setting or whatever that is. So everybody has different blocks and they're, they're going to be completely unique to your past, but that's really what I uncover in my sessions is like, okay, how can we lift this? Um, but first there has to be awareness because a lot of these things are subconscious. Your, your actions are 95% subconscious. So a lot of this is hidden. So if you think of like driving a car 
and you can't see the blind spot, that's what the subconscious is because you can't see it. So you don't even know that it's there until you have a coach that can bring it up here and be like, oh, this is what's blocking me. This is what's happening. So um, so yeah, there's a lot of that fear of being, fear of being seen. Um, unworthiness is a big one. So when you're transitioning, um, for those of you who are interested in entrepreneurship, when you're transitioning from being a pharmacist or actually even students, when you're going from being a student to being a pharmacist, sometimes these blocks come up because it's the resistance to like, oh my gosh, I'm changing my environment. It's not safe. I've never done this before. Think about like when you were five and learning how to ride a bike, you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. So it's kind of like, you know, getting yourself, getting your mindset ready, which is what we're going to go through today, but also being able to release some of these blocks, um, and specifically unworthiness, I know shows up a lot because people aren't used to charging for their services. They're used to just getting a paycheck every couple of weeks. So there's a lot of that that comes up and, and I've experienced all of these things. And, um, like I said, I have, I am nowhere near perfect and I'm continually evolving, but I think that, uh, those are the main things that I see. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. And I think that it's interesting that I'm seeing these things on the student level, you're seeing these things and in the, when people have at the career level. And if we can do the work now to kind of use your tools to that you're going to share with us to kind of get at some of these blocks now, then we'll transform into these professionals that won't have these blocks, which I think is really powerful. Right. And I want you guys to think about this analogy too. Like imagine that you're in traffic. Like if you just close your eyes and just imagine like you're sitting in traffic and you're like trying to get to work and you know, there's an accident or whatever that is resistance. That is really what resistance looks like and how it shows up in, in a real life scenario. It's like all of these things are thrown in your way that are preventing you from getting to your destination. So say that you're trying to get to work, work is your outcome and all of the cars in the way are your resistance. So when we can clear that path, through these tools, it's so much smoother. It's so much easier to be like, oh, something that would have taken me five years to do now takes me six months. So that's that's a good analogy to, that I think a lot of people can relate to because everybody's yeah. been in traffic. <laughs> so. no, yes, and that makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. Again, it's easy for me to visualize like the filtering with the chakras. Uh, this is, that's easy for me to visualize. So thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. I think one thing I saw before we get into the, the tools that you are going to share with us, one thing that I've found that has helped students is just to find a way for them to realize that they're not alone in these thoughts. These are, these are common uh, yeah. with uh, the people that we're working with. And I know when I did a student mastermind group recently, that was one of the big ahas from almost every one of them was I'm not the only one with these thoughts. And so I would say that would be my number one tip is try to surround yourself with people and just start talking about these things and you'll realize that you're, you're not alone. Right. And even opening up this conversation, I think is, is a great start because, you know, we're bringing to light, we're illuminating um, the truth, you know, and, and so often I think we try to pretend to have it all together. And to be honest, none of us do, like, we're all just trying to figure out life and no one's perfect. And the more that we can just like relax and not put so much pressure on ourselves. I think that's the first step really to be like, you know, everybody, it's a human experience. Everybody has fear. Everybody has blocks. And it's just about like, what is your unique journey um, in helping yourself be the best, best version of you. Right. Awesome. Yes. So. All right. Let's dive into these tools, Christina, which one do you want to start with? 
Yeah. So we kind of talked about um, affirmations and asking those empowering questions. So just to kind of reiterate that, I think it's important to just, again, be start to be aware of the conversations that you have both inside your mind and to other people. So the way that you say certain things about yourself, like maybe you drop a bottle of water on the floor and you're like, oh, I'm such a klutz. Like notice that. Notice what is the first your go-to response towards yourself, you know, because we can be so hard on ourselves. And I think that the more that you just kind of train your brain, and I think you put that somewhere, it's, it's like a muscle, yeah. right? The more that you can exercise that muscle to be like, oh, there's an old thought. Like I picture, I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, picture like if you see an old thought or hear an old thought, picture it like a book just closing, like, nope, I'm closing the book on that. Or like a cloud just like pff, float away. No, not, not in this experience. <laughs> so um, that's just like a funny way that, you know, I tell mm -hmm. them to try to like dissipate those thoughts. But I think the second point, which is meditating is a great way to train your brain because it really does help reshape the, the gray matter in your brain, which is responsible for memory, for compassion, self-awareness. So the more that you can meditate, even if it's, it doesn't have to be cross-legged and, you know, chanting or anything like that. But if you just do like a guided meditation and you're kind of slowing your, your breathing down and you're getting into that parasympathetic nervous system and just allowing yourself to tune into like, Hey, how do I feel right now? Like, what do I, what can I do to shift this energy? Cause that's really what emotions are. Emotions are energy in motion. So meditating is kind of one of those things that I, I literally recommend for everybody. And you can do, um, there's a lot of different apps. I know the calm app, the insight timer or a couple different apps that are really easy. You literally can pick the time like five minutes and just start with that and, and just, you know, allow yourself to just be because so often we're go, go, go. And we don't even know, like a lot of people will come to me and say, like, I don't even know what I want to do. I just know I'm not happy. So when you start to tune into yourself, we're moving again, like I said, from last week, moving from out here to in here. And that's really where everything is. You have all the answers as corny as it sounds, but when you begin to really tune into your needs, your desires, it's going to be that much easier when you go out into the real world to be like, you know what? Um, I have a question that I want to ask. And, and so you're practicing in with yourself. And then when you go out into the real world, you can implement, like you were saying before, one of the blocks you see is about being afraid to ask questions or rejection or whatever. If, if it doesn't matter what other people say, because you're so anchored in your true self, you're not going to have that fear. You know what I mean? Like I could be on here and my hair's like this or like, like it doesn't matter. And I'm like, I don't care because I know I'm here to share a message. So you have to be like, that is what confidence is to me. Like you are so anchored in yourself that it doesn't matter what the world says. Yeah. I like, love that. I that love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I want to, I want to go back yeah. if we can, just to your first tip on the affirmations. Cause I yeah. really want the people listening to have some really tangible takeaways. So I think what I'm hearing you say is when start paying attention to your thoughts. So let's say you knock over the glass of water and you say, oh, I'm, I'm such a, you know, clutch, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Clutch, yeah <laughs> such a clutch. Um, so what can people do? They can immediately, they can say, oh, they can be frustrated with it, but don't add, try not to add that negative self-judgment to it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So judgment, if there's anything that you can release judgment, is it because we're judging all the time. We're like, Oh, you know, what, that, what's that person saying on social media? Oh, what, you know, we judge ourselves. We judge, judge other people. So if you even just become aware of your judgments and release that, that's a huge burden to lift, you know? So I think, you know, that like we have emotions and then we judge ourselves for having those emotions and that right you know, like, so let that first layer go the first layer of judgment and you're, you're, uh, definitely on the right path. And then, yeah, to what you said for sure. Um, just being aware and then allowing yourself to shift that perspective, shift the thought. Right. So step number one, remove the judgment from the feeling, from the statement. And then step number two would be maybe change it into something positive. And, and you don't have to get there tomorrow, but this is the journey that you're on. So just even just noticing how many times a day you call yourself a klutz would be a great way to start. Yeah, exactly. And that's clearing resistance. That's beginning to clear away those cars from the analogy. Okay. I love yeah. that. Okay. We're closer to the exit. Yeah. Um, so, and then the second thing you mentioned about meditation, I hear this a lot that people have tried to get started and then they just, they, they feel like they can't quiet their mind down. So they feel like they're doing something wrong. And I, I know I recently read that even it's okay. Even if the mind is really busy, just the daily practice of just doing like five minutes a day is better than one hour once a week. How do you feel about that? Do you agree with that? Yeah. So what's happening when you sit with yourself and you're, you're present with your inner being, the thoughts that come through that that's your resistance to being in the now. So if you're like, Oh, I need to be sipping that cup of tea. I need to be lighting that candle. I need to be like anything else just allow, right? Like we're allowing these thoughts to come up to be released. And then, like you said, after a while, you exercise that muscle and you start to notice, oh, everything gets a little bit quieter. It's, it's more clear. Oh, wow. I can hear my inner voice. Oh, okay. All right. So it just, it does become clearer over time. Like the, the chatter calms down over time. Right. And I think what, what we need to realize is like, whenever that resistance does come up and those thoughts come up, it's like, oh, wow, this is good. My resistance is clearing. That's how we have to frame it because otherwise we're going to make ourselves wrong about it and say, oh, I can't meditate, screw it. And you're just not going to do it again. Mm -hmm. So just reframing and just being like, okay, I'm going to be patient with myself with this. And uh, like I said, a guided meditation for beginners is the best because you're actually listening to something your mind can focus. So that helps big time too. I love that. And I love that you gave examples of which apps mm-hmm. uh, to use. I love that. We're going to move on to the next tool, but if you've tried meditation, comment in the box, let us know, do you use an app? Which app do you like? Uh, is there a certain setting you use? Did you try guided meditation first? Um, tell us what your meditation practice is, or is it something you want to aspire to? And we'll look over those comments as uh, Christina goes into the next tip. Yeah, I'm watching these comments here. <laughs> yeah, so there's a couple things. Um, there are psychosensory, psychosensory therapies, actually. One is tapping, and it accesses the meridian points in, uh, and can help you shift your emotional, uh, like a very stressful situation. So it helps to kind of transmute that. Uh, a lot of people use it for anxiety. So you just tap on different uh, meridian points. Like there's, uh, there's the karate chop, which is here. There's all different points. Um, and I can even post a video too. I, I have a video that I recorded of, of tapping, but oh, essentially wow. you, you pick a feeling like, oh, anxiety, it's really uncomfortable for me to feel this. And then you start tapping around and you say, you know, even though I feel really anxious right now, I'm grateful 
like I, I unconditionally love myself. I love unconditionally love and accept myself. So you say like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling this, but like, I'm going to choose to put my focus towards my appreciation for, you know, I still love myself despite how I'm feeling. So that's just one example of, of how that can work. And it's supposed to be just helping to release that pressure um, of, you know, the anxiety that you might be feeling. So you can even do this at work. Um, another thing that I want to highlight too is, is a technique called havening, which I just took a whole course on. It's another psychosensory touch therapy that helps people with trauma who've experienced trauma. And essentially what it does is it helps um, by touching certain parts on your body, like your arms and your palms, and even your cheeks have um, high Delta wave. Uh, like whenever you, you actually touch that part of your body, it, it activates Delta wave brain state. So pretty much what that is, like, if you think of when you're about to fall asleep, that's going into Delta wave brain state. So you're actually relaxing and calming yourself. It's a very like self-soothing therapy that you can use as well. And I have a lot of my clients just like rubbing their hands because your, your palms have those receptors too on them. So even like a lot of people will be like, well, I can't do that at work. And I'm like, well, just do this. Like, no one's going to be like, what are you doing? It's just kind of like, all right, you know, or whatever. Um, so you can do that too. So uh, those are just, those are some ways to really tap into more of the subconscious. And I would love to hear, um, and I see some comments popping up. I would love to hear any questions you guys have about any of the subconscious therapy. So tapping, we're going to go into hypnosis a little bit. Um, someone said, I used to meditate a lot as a kid. It's part of my religion. Oh yeah, absolutely. I should probably start it back up again. Yeah. I'd love to hear, um, what that looked like for you. Like what was your meditation practice? That would be really cool to hear that. Thank you for commenting. Yeah. Shout out to Anu. He's one of our students at Midwestern. So thanks for being here, Anu. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that like tapping and havening, I, those are kind of newer concepts, I think, for, for uh, pharmacy students and pharmacists. I mean, I, I've heard of tapping and I haven't heard of havening. And, but I think what I, I, what I like about these is that they're, they're tools that you could implement like immediately. You don't right. need a prescription for it. You don't need to see anybody for it. Once you learn, watch a video, learn how to do it. You could practice it in the comfort of your own home. You could do this at work. And yeah. interestingly, as you probably know, being a pharmacist is that sometimes we're like the worst patient ourselves. We won't take a medicine, even though we know it would help us. So I feel like there's some students and pharmacists that suffer from anxiety, but don't want to take a medicine for it. So here are some tools that exactly don't require a medication. Absolutely. I love that you highlighted that. That's great. Yeah. So just going along, um, you know, the last that I have for the subconscious part is hypnosis. So a lot of people have questions about hypnosis. Um, it's really targeting the subconscious mind, which I think of like an iceberg. So we, you know, 5% is above the water. That's our conscious mind. And then 90, 95% is under the surface. So that's, like I said, with me, um, you know, trauma, stored trauma in the body or, our memories or our belief systems, everything that was programmed from birth to age seven is in our subconscious. So we've had protective mechanisms that we continue to use as adults. Like a lot of patients or a lot of people will come to me and they, they eat and that's kind of like their self-soothing um, defense mechanism. So, Hey, havening, that's, that's another one. Like if you feel yourself get triggered, like, there you go, like self-soothe. 
So there's a lot of these things that we do, um, a lot of habits that become habitual because our subconscious is trying to protect us. So what I do in hypnosis is I help to kind of decrease that resistance so I can go in and rewire the, the thought, the, the belief system of, all right, well, maybe instead of eating a pint of ice cream at night, like you, you take a deep breath and you drink a glass of water. So you're getting, I'm getting the person into a really relaxed state, like theta delta wave brain states and helping them be more receptive to the suggestion. Um, I, I got trained in Neo Ericksonian hypnosis. So it's more of like an indirect suggestion, which is actually better because the, the brain, uh, especially if somebody's used to being logical, it'll be hard. If you just give a direct suggestion, like, Hey, stop eating ice cream. Then the brain is like, Oh no. But the way that I do it is very like a little like sneak attack and helps them to like, helps the brain be more receptive to it, which is really cool. Christina, I think that's so cool because you're the only pharmacist I know who's been trained in hypnosis and there might be more, but I think that's amazing. And I think that that would just up, you know, up level the amount of trust I would have is, uh, no, just knowing had someone had a pharmacy background. If someone was considering hypnosis, what kind of credentials should they be looking for that the person has? Oh, so like if somebody wanted to get hypnotized, mm -hmm. so I have, I'm a certified hypnotherapist. So I would look at something like, I would just see, you know, like how were they trained? Um, who were they trained by? I was actually trained by Tony Robbins, uh, lead coach. Oh. He's been doing this for a long time. The, his wow. name's Doug O'Brien. He's, he's phenomenal. And he actually taught me the havening too. So wow. I've, I've done a lot of trainings with him, but I would just say like, do your homework, make sure that you're Another thing too, which I think is so underrated, like make sure you're comfortable with the person, right? Cause like I could have gotten trained with the best of the best, but if we don't align and you're, you get like a weird feeling or you're not, you're like, eh, I don't know if I really resonate, then maybe that, that practitioner is not your person. But like, if you feel comfortable, you feel safe with them. That's a good indicator. Like trust your gut. That's what I would say. Yeah, I think that's good advice because students are already starting to recognize that with professors that they resonate with. They feel yeah. more comfortable around some pharmacists that they work with and some that they don't. They, they immediately get that good vibe when they work with their favorite pharmacist versus the pharmacist who may be the curmudgeon or uh, talk down to them or be condescending. So you're already picking up on these clues on who you feel like you align with. So the same would go if you seek out any professional services, same idea. Absolutely. And we're all energetically sensitive, whether we realize it or not. So like you can walk into a room and if someone just had a fight, you can tell because the energy is just like, oh, I don't want to go near that with a 10 foot pole. So, you know, like we, we all pick up on it, I think. And it's the more that you go within, the more that you can tune into yourself, the more you become intuitive and you can pick up on that in other people. Awesome. Okay. We want to hear in the comments, has anyone tried tapping, havening, hypnosis? Uh, don't be shy. This is a safe place to share. Did it work for you? Have you tried it at work? Have you rubbed your hands together? Maybe you didn't even realize it was havening. Maybe you, this is. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then Christina, any other tips that we have for people today? I know we talked about, I, I did want to highlight the gratitude list and this is kind of similar with the perspective shift that we talked about. So what are you grateful for? And I do this at least twice a week on deliberately on Sundays and sometimes throughout the week to just really think about a tuning fork. Like you're tuning to a really 
uh, high vibrational frequency of love, of joy, of like, I'm so grateful and thankful, you know, that I have water to drink, that there's food in my fridge. Like if you're, if you're the type of person that's like, you know, I don't really have anything to be grateful for. Like be grateful for your body. The fact that you have eyes to see this computer, like just get really, like, if you can't think of other things, think about that. And it's really going to shift your perspective to be like, wow, I have it really good. You know, I have a roof over my head. Yeah. I, I go real basic. I'm like, I have two arms and two legs, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a beautiful face, <laughs> especially during COVID. It was like every morning when I woke up and every night I was like, I'm healthy and I'm working. I'm healthy and I'm working because you see what's going on around you. And as yeah. pharmacists, we can live a healthy lifestyle and we can seek out a career that we love if we do some of this personal work and figure out what really makes us tick and get rid of those cars on the highway. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. Gratitude list. Um, also asking like what's going right in my life or like, what did I do right today? Because it, like the one mistake that we made, we're like uh, beating ourselves up and being like that inner critic comes in. So asking yourself, what did I do right today? Oh, I brushed my teeth today. Like, so I don't know, something like as simple as that, you know, and it makes you anything that can make you smile or laugh raises your frequency immediately. So, so anything I, like I, that. Gratitude is definitely, and especially having a gratitude practice, I feel is definitely becoming more mainstream. So I'm really glad you brought this up. I'm curious if you can tie it back to what we talked about in the beginning of today's talk. So when someone starts to practice gratitude on a more regular basis, more consistent, going basic, what, what went right today, does that mean that we are maybe subconsciously like chipping away at this self-doubt or chipping away at the fear of failure? Like how do you tie the gratitude list to some of those blocks that we talked about in the beginning? Yeah, so all so those things are all on the conscious level, but it still does help, absolutely. So um, you know, and we, we talked about this, like, you know, vision boarding, um, affirmations, having, having yourself focus, right. Where focus goes, energy flows. So when you allow yourself to focus on the good in your life, you're going to experience more good. You're it's like, um, if I were to ask you, like, go around the room and look at everything green. And then I would, and then if I would say to you, okay, close your eyes and what was red, you would be like, oh, I, I was looking for the green, like whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. So the more you can attune yourself to gratitude, to like, what did I do right today? And you're not, this isn't suppression. It's not a conversation about like, I'm just going to ignore it and like push it to the background. No, allow yourself to feel depressed or, you know, whatever the, the heavy feeling, but allow yourself to release it. And that reminds me, I did want to take us through, if we have time, a quick um, meditation to show you how to actually begin shifting and releasing some of this heaviness. Cause I know a lot of people have been saying like, I feel really anxious. I feel really heavy. I'm going to lead you through a quick practice if that's okay to just help you release some of that. So you can do this anywhere. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I just want to give a shout out to that. If you are here until the end, Christina's got a surprise that she's going to announce at the end. So please stay till the end. Please yeah. put in your comments. If you're here, student, pharmacist, new grad, which, which one of these have you tried before? Tapping, hypnosis, havening, a new word for me today. I'm going to do some research on that later. Uh, so Christina is going to take us through a guided meditation. Let's do it. Okay. So what I want everybody to do is to just close your eyes and have your feet flat on the floor. 
And just allowing yourself to come into your body, to allow any thoughts that happen during the day to just dissipate. Imagining that it's like a cloud in the sky that just gets wiped away. Just wiping the slate of your mind. Maybe for you, that looks like having an eraser on a whiteboard. Or maybe it looks a different way. Just allowing yourself to be here now. Taking a deep breath in and holding it at the top for four counts, four, three, two, one. And then just exhaling out through your mouth, allowing your shoulders to drop, coming into your body, just feeling the space around your body. Where we focus, we feel. So we're bringing our energy into our body, coming out of the mind, just feeling your feet flat on the ground. Taking one more deep breath in, holding it at the top for four counts, four, three, two, one, and then exhaling, letting your entire body just relax into the surface beneath you. And what I'd like you to do is to picture in your mind's eye that there's a beautiful golden ball of light coming out from the sky. And this beautiful light begins to pour into the crown of your head. And as the light travels down your body, you feel even more relaxed, allowing that warm golden light to wash over your face, relaxing your jaw, moving down your neck, releasing any tension in your shoulders. As that light moves down your back, unwinding any resistance, any fears that you're holding on to, moving all the way down. And as it swirls over the front of your body, you feel your chest relaxing as the golden light moves around your stomach area. Maybe you take a deep breath and just let it go. <sighs> Having that golden light move down over your hips, down your legs, over your knees, and all the way down to your toes. And imagining that this golden light is just filling up your entire body with light. Feeling so safe in this moment, so relaxed. As you imagine 
red coils coming down from the soles of your feet and anchoring you into the earth. Grounding you in, allowing you to feel safe in your body, connecting to that root chakra, which is the color red. It's associated with the color red. And just imagining that anything that isn't serving you right now, just allow that to light up in your energy field. So anywhere around your body or maybe in your body that you're feeling heavy or dense or contracted, just feeling that light up. And imagining that all of those pieces, all of the contracted energy, whatever that looks like to you, if it's dark, if it's a different color or shape, wherever that's showing up in your body or on your energy field, you're just going to bring it all into a ball, bringing it in your mind's eye right in front of your body. And then just imagine shooting that down into the earth, transmuting it down into the earth, letting it go, allowing that golden light to fill all of those empty spaces, all of the places where those dense contracted areas were. And feeling the trueness of who you are, which is light, just feeling anything else that needs to be released to just be dissipated through those coils in the soles of your feet. Feeling grounded and anchored into who you really are and connected to your light, your soul essence of who you are. And as you come back to the room, I'd like you to see through the eyes of a new perspective. One where you feel safe and grounded and ready to take the next step on your transformation journey. Taking a deep breath in And then just letting it go. And gently opening your eyes whenever you're ready. And you can see how the energy shifts, right? So you can do that anytime. You can do that grounding meditation, just anchoring yourself into the ground, bringing any, any density into a ball and just putting it into the earth because you don't need to carry that. So I know pharmacists deal with a lot of, a lot, especially with COVID now, and there's a lot going on. So feel free to use that anytime. Shout out to Christina. That was amazing. Give her some <laughs> love. 
<laughs> Give us some shout outs in the comments. I feel so good. It just reminds me, you know, why don't you do this more often, Brooke? <laughs> it feels so good. And I felt like the warmth from the community doing it. I don't know if that makes any oh. sense. <laughs> it's just like a different feeling when you're meditating with a group. Uh, you know, we did it once at the office and it just was so oh. lovely. And yeah. Oh, Betty, thank you. Thank you. I'm really, that warms my heart so much. You're going to make me cry over here. <laughs> I really feel that. Please record that, record that, Christina, and then just post it every night at like 9 p.m. Central. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, you know what, I can go back in and, and cut that little part and, and send it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So it, here is your surprise, everybody, is that I am giving away, um, gifting you my Quantum Queen e-course. So this is a six-week course that has meditations like that. It has, oh, Annie, thank you so much. So it's really for the visionary woman that is ready to really embody her Quantum Queen. So the most confident version of herself. So everything that we're talking about in this group is applicable to what is in that course. It's even more in depth than what we just talked about tonight. So how you enter, and I'll put this in the comments too, request to join my group. And all you have to do is type, I'm ready to up-level my side hustle. So even if you don't have a side hustle, it's all good. You just put that in there and my assistant will send you the trainings. And you also get a 20 minute uh, call with me. It's a breakthrough session to really help you map out what is the vision that you want to create for your life in the next three to six months? What's blocking with you? What's blocking you from getting there and, and really setting a, a firm plan on what that could look like for, for you to get to that goal. So you get all of those goodies. If you're interested in that, like I said, when we get off of here, I will uh, post in the comments, but yeah, I wanted to gift that, that little present for you all. That's an amazing, that's an amazing gift. So it's open to anyone, pharmacy students, new grads, yeah. yep. seasoned professionals, anybody, anybody. So join Christina's group, um, say the phrase that pays. And, <laughs> and <laughs> that's great. I love it. That's what all the radio DJs say. <laughs> I was going to say you, you, yeah, you sounded like you were on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then you'll get access to her course and then a 20 minute personal one-on-one -on -one phone call with Christina. Um, I want to thank you, Christina, for bringing all of your gifts into our very rigid pharmacy world. Sometimes it's hard for us to think outside of the box and take advantage of some of the tools that are out there that could really help us. And this is one of the reasons why I'm so grateful for you and that we're doing this series together just to like bring attention to some of these tools that can really help people. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so grateful to be here with all of you. And thank you for those of you who are commenting too. It means a lot to just, you know, hear your feedback, hear what you like. Um, we have a, a really great topic too next week. So we're going to be helping you really visualize your higher self, your highest self, what that looks like. How would you be treating yourself? What would, what would you be wearing? Like really getting you to visualize and anchor in what that confident self looks like. So we have a lot of, of uh, you know, more great content coming next week. Um, so the aligned action step that we have for, oh, thanks for the uplifting experience, constant. Oh, is that your mom? Oh. <laughs> so the aligned action step for this week. So we want to know from you what rituals 
uh, like which ones stuck out to you, which tools are like one or two, are you open to implementing this week? Yeah. Which ones do you want to try? And I also encourage you, you know, this isn't over yet. We have one part next week, same time, same place next week, Monday night. Uh, what questions do you have that maybe we can address on next week's call? If you're, you don't want to type it in the comments now, you can direct message Christina or myself. We're both very active about replying to people's uh, questions and comments. So even if you think of it later, you don't think of it now. And we'll try to address some of those uh, during next week's call. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And if anybody has anything else that they want to ask today, um, tell me about <laughs> being a quantum queen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that, that would be a long Constance is already a quantum queen, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so the quantum is really, you know, the energetic part that everything that we're talking about, because in order for anything to come into physical reality, we need to visualize it. Like, think about it. People who built bridges, somebody had to have an idea in their mind, like, oh, what about something that connects these two places? And then they made it right. So like everything first starts off as an idea and as energy, and then it becomes physical. So we can create anything in our reality, which is really cool. And Christina, just to clarify, your services are not just for women. So I, I typically work with women because they have less resistance, less cars on the road, ah, <laughs> but I, I would, I would work with a man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just because I think we have a couple on the call today. So uh, just in case they reach out to you, yeah, uh, you know, the fear of rejection might be Oh, I'm not going to bite. <laughs> There's no fear of rejection here. <laughs> oh. Awesome. Uh, well, feel free to type any other questions you have. Uh, direct message us, email us. We're here for you. This whole series is for you. Thank you, Christina, for everything tonight. Oh, thank you so much. This was an amazing call and I can't wait for next week. Same. All right, everybody.